helping you solve the retirement puzzle. Welcome to The Retirement Solution with John Hicks. Ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. Big moments in U.S. history. In 1939, Lou Gehrig announced his retirement. Called himself the luckiest man on the face of the earth, John. I remember that. Well, well I didn't physically remember I was like, that. Wait live. A minute. <laughs> I remember seeing that yeah, yeah, yeah. in a highlight reel. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh huh. 1947, the first official report of a UFO was made in Washington State. Ooh. And in 1967, this is what surprised me. I didn't realize how old this was. In 1967, a patent was filed for the first computer mouse. Really? Yep. 1967. Yep. And the let, first computer mouse. Let me tell you one thing right now. Hmm. Do you know how much you use your mouse on the daily? Here's how you find out. Uh-huh. Get a paper cut on the pad of your pointer finger. Uh-huh. And it will make you poignantly aware. <laughs> <laughs> how often you use how your mouse? critical your mouse usage is day in and day out at work, at home, wherever. Because You'll all day long. Ouch, 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 ouch. <laughs> See, I've not, I've not had a paper cut for a while. We're trying to get to a paperless office situation. Oh, that's it great. It has not fully worked yet. Yeah. We're, we're not there yet. Okay. But we're trying. We're trying hard. All right. I, I know, respect it. I know. 67 was the first computer mouse. Uh-huh. Did, did you use that plain Oregon Trail on the Commodore 64? Is that what uh, that came from? Is that... Because I'm trying to... Like, the wh- Apple when, when on earth? Yeah. That- well, it wasn't Apple. It was... a. Uh, what was that thing called? Well, the Commodore 64. It I was played, its own thing. I played the Oregon Trail game on Apple computers in our computer lab when I was did in Did you school. really? Mm-hmm. Oh, I did not have an Apple back then. That is for certain. We've evolved. We've evolved. Fortunately, we have. Unfortunately, we also have a way of going back in time, at least in our current financial climate, John. I don't have to explain to you about the inflation that we're all feeling. And oh. it's shocking for so many because, I mean, we haven't dealt with it in decades. There are some people that are alive that have never dealt with inflation on this level in their sure. lives. And they're grown adults with jobs. And they're sitting there going, I don't understand what's happening with my money. And Absolutely. we're here to explain to you. Well, I mean, think, think about it. I mean, you're thinking about Gen Z, or I guess now is the, the, the millennials and Gen Z. Mm-hmm. Not only have they never seen inflation as high, it almost seems like it was 100,000 years ago when people talked about the 70s. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the, the thing of it is, is there are many of us that maybe we didn't even start our working career into a lot of the 70s, and mm-hmm. so it wasn't that big of a deal to us. But inflation is right now appearing to be like it's going to be a bit of a problem for a lot of us. And we gotta, so, we have to address this, I think. Right, and you have to wonder, it's like, well, will it ever come down? What's it mm. going to take to fix it? So recent news headline we all saw about the Fed continuing to raise interest rates. Oh, yeah. That's their effort to try to fix what's going on and control the inflation rates. Will it work? How long will it take to work? Citibank's Kristen Bitterly, she was talking about it on CNBC and had this to say. The Fed, I think, needs to signal to the market that they're inflation fighters. And so when we start to look at some of those pieces of the puzzle as to whether we could see inflation come down from here. Now, no, it's not coming down to 3%. It's going to come down to maybe six, six and a half by the end of the year. That's where we could see at least moving in the right direction and potentially a pause. So, guys, we've been seeing uh, most inflationary rates increase by almost double digits. We're getting really close to 10% plus normal inflation. Now, why is that? Well, because we've been running these printing presses 
and we've been sending out all this free money and we've been keeping interest rates low for it seems like forever. I mean, we've had real interest rates at near zero mm-hmm. for years. Mm-hmm. And of course, then we had COVID and we printed even more money and we threw more money in the system and we had interest rates super low too. So it is not weird and it makes total sense that now that we've had all this free money out there that all of a sudden we see things increase in cost. Why? Well, because we all have a whole bunch more money on our hands, right? Mm-hmm. And if you're out there thinking, John, I don't have lots more money in my hands, man. Well, then the, the question though is, is that what are we doing? How come that's the case? Because we have all of these jobs out there that people have not wanted to work. We have real wage inflation that's really expensive. We see that the average person from Generation Z feels like they need to come out of college and make immediately $83,000 right out of school. Mm-hmm. So, guys, when you look at those things, oh, my gosh, that's just very expensive. But one of the things I want us to remember, or or if we weren't around, I just want us to be cognizant of this. In the 1970s, the average uh, interest rate to buy a home was in the 12 to 17 percent range. Right. That's right. So if you were to go out there and buy a house, and by the way, things have gotten a little, I'm going to say, rocky out there. We went from 30-year mortgages a year ago, yep. right around 3%, yep. to now double that. We're 6%. basically at 6%. Yeah. This housing market apparently is right. about to hit the brakes. Yeah, And, and it continue. already has. Yeah. We've already seen real houses start. We've already started seeing issues because our, our contractors can't even get the materials yeah. to build more houses. Mm-hmm. But now we're already going to start to see more issues with people cannot maybe potentially afford those interest rates on those homes. So what we're going to see is we're going to see a little bit of a slowdown in the economy. But the bigger thing is this. Hey, in the 70s, it was a big deal. No, that was expensive for all periods of time. But the 70s, guys, this didn't last just a short, you know, uh, six or seven months or a year or two. From 1969 to 1982, interest rates were typically around double digits if we wanted to buy something. Of course, if you went to go get a bank CD, you could probably get 10 or 11 or 12 or 13% there too, but you were still losing money to inflation. And so when you look at these things, could this inflationary environment that we're going to find ourselves, if the standard going rate to buy a home is 7 or 8% and our credit card payments, uh, they start attacking us for 22, 29, 50%. I have no idea what the usury rates are these days, but all of a sudden these things are really starting to get more expensive. Is that going to crimp our ability to spend? Well, sure. And on top of that, why are they increasing interest rates? Well, because we need to put a slowdown to the economy because we've grown so much. At least the market has come up so much and we don't have nearly the supply to offset the demand. They're trying to slow down the economy a little bit. Now, why is this? So that we don't all of a sudden finding ourselves paying $700,000 for a $300,000 house. Mm. So what the Fed is doing, they're doing on purpose. They're trying to allow the market to have a healthy recovery from all of this money printing. But guys, I think this is going to be a lot longer lasting. So if you think about this, what does this mean to us if we're thinking about retirement or we've already retired, we're already there? Mm -hmm. Well, guys, what we have to understand is how on earth can we keep up with these inflationary rates? Especially if the markets may not go up here for a short period of time or maybe for a couple of years even. It, it makes total sense to me that we could see the markets go down for a year, maybe even a couple of years, maybe until there's another president uh, in the office. Uh, the current administration, doesn't matter what side you're on, they're not doing a lot of things right now to show leadership in correcting this macroeconomic situation. So I don't see a catalyst 
to make the market any better, at least for the foreseeable future, at least right now, right? Mm -hmm. So what are we going to do if we're retiring at the exact wrong time, right? <laughs> I know, right? It's, and I'm not trying to be flippant in this comment. But there are a lot of people that feel that way right now, yeah. Well, yeah, because yeah. all of a sudden, what happens? The market's been going up for 13 years, uh -huh, guys, uh -huh. whether it feels like it or not, and it's going to have to come down at some point, maybe, and I don't know this, but maybe this is the time. When we take, maybe it doesn't go down any further, but what if it just takes a short break for a couple more years until there's a reason or a catalyst to stimulate the economy? What if that's the case? What if at the same time, interest rates continue to rise, but banks aren't paying enough to still offset inflation, right? Mm -hmm. So stagflation, which is one of these big words that everyone has, has worried about and been fearful of in the 70s, this was a period of time when stocks did not go up. As a matter of fact, they went down. At the same time, we had really explosive inflation. Things cost a lot more, and people started losing jobs. Mm -hmm. Now, if you remember a couple of weeks ago, I said, I don't know if we're going to have all these job losses. Well, guys, I was wrong. Uh, we're already starting to see the job losses. Really? And we're seeing them from really good and solvent companies. Really? So that's what makes me nervous. Okay. So if we're starting to see the Teslas laying off 10% of their workforce, we're starting to see that a lot of these manufacturers are starting to lay off a lot of people. At the same time, we have China that's still in shutdown mode because this next phase of what they're calling COVID or whatever this next thing is going to be, mm -hmm. this creates problems. So what happens if we have these crazy inflation rates at the same time the markets go down or at least not up at the same time we can't get bank rates to keep up with our money? Guys, this is a problem if we need our money, if we need our savings to live right. off of in retirement. Right. So this is why we can solve this problem, but we have to understand how we're generating our income. Is it coming from spendable cash dividends? Is it coming from actual interest payments from an annuity or a uh, pension and or a government uh, uh, a mandated uh, payment or a buyout or a, vi a viatical settlement, whatever it's coming from, right? Or do we know we're going to get that payment or are we just pulling from that amount of money that we've saved? Because I tell you what, I would have a good about of, I'm not going to say fear, but I would be very uncomfortable if I was going to retire at a period of time when I knew that I needed to pull three, four or five percent a year for my current savings mm -hmm. right now. Mm -hmm. If we didn't have a defined income strategy, because I don't know, guys, if that's going to be sustainable in the long run. And when you look at all the statistics, when you look at all of history, the chance of running out of money, if you pull out four percent a year is actually pretty high. If inflation's gonna be five or six or seven percent a year. Got it, got it. If we need fifty thousand dollars a year to live in retirement, we know some of that money's gonna come from social security or pensions or what do we have. Mm -hmm. But guys, if we need fifty thousand dollars a year and inflation is half, inflation is half of what it was in the seventies, then by uh ten years from now, it'll be a hundred thousand dollars a year of income that we're gonna need to get. So if you think about that, the first 10 years of retirement, what happens if our expenses double over that period of time? And guys, that's about half of the inflation we saw in the 70s. Could that happen? Sadly, it can. So right. if we do not have a plan to offset that inflation, if we don't know where that income is going to come from, we have to get a second opinion, or at least we have to figure out where it's coming from. And on top of that, if we don't have a tax plan to make sure that that money that comes to us, we can spend it all, right. the last thing we want is the government taking 25 35 40% of all of those income payments for them to use so that we don't have access to that. Guys, you can get these type of plans. You can get this type of analysis, but you have to start with understanding one thing first. Where are you now, and what do you need to protect yourself from? 
questions for John, drop us an email at retirementsolutionradio.com. Jay Hagen Capital Inc. is not licensed in all 50 states. To find out if Integrity Financial Planning Inc. is licensed in your state, please call 502-690-5635. Jay Hagen Capital Inc. is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through John Hicks, NPN number 229473. 